Welcome, Boston Bossy Squad. This week on Boston Bossy, we'll be discussing what we can do to improve parenting and child rearing in America, which will become a part of a bigger series on parenthood. Our intro song this week is Say What You Mean by Eric Billinger off his The Rebirth 2 album. Very exciting. Our question of the week is Do we value black and brown women? To place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. Again, to place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. This week we are discussing, should people need a license to have children? I really want to get into this because I feel like the status of how we look at childhood, child rearing, and parenthood has gotten so muddled and confused that there needs to be some clear expectations and definitions for what parents are supposed to do in those first 18 years in a child's life. Um, so. What do you need a license for in America? You need a license to hunt, get married, drive a car, drive a motorcycle, fish, sell real estate, buy a gun, build a horse, breed dogs, practice medicine. You don't even need to check into parenting classes. Scratch my damn head. The standard for creating human life is lower than that of an animal or a house. One of the many reasons I feel that we need a test run or I guess, for example, a licensing period, because it's not about being perfect, it's about being prepared. Um, this isn't a money or a socioeconomic issue or a race issue. This is simply an issue of not being prepared for the huge undertaking that is raising a child. Um, my issue, my reason that I feel that people need a license, and of course, I'd love to hear your feedback and how you feel about it, but my issue and my reason is that because with the high cases of child abuse, neglect, and general mistreatment by biological and non-biological parents, it's evident that there's a breakdown in having a child and raising a child. I also believe that if we had had a trial run and some testing, we could have discovered some of the errors in these people that end up having children that are completely unprepared or unequipped for the job. Um, just some stats and figures. 4.1 million child maltreatment referral reports were received in the year 2018 alone. And sadly, parents and other relatives pose the greatest risk. Most victims, 81%, were maltreated by a parent, according to a 2011 study. About 6% of perpetrators were non-parent relatives, 4% were unmarried parents, partners of parents, and just 3% were unrelated adults. So what this says to me is that the most danger a child will ever face is from the people they're supposed to trust the most. There were 74.9% percent of victims were neglected in 2016 
74.9% of those victims were neglected by their biological parents. And, um... And as if it's not bad enough that it's completely unacceptable that parents are not prepared to be parents when they're undertaking this, the foster care system that children go into is completely unprepared to receive children. Um, I personally was raised without a dad. I now have a relationship with my dad, but it affected me greatly. It affected the decisions I made when it came to men. It affected how my classmates viewed me, how they looked at my mom and I. Um, and just having that instability still resonates with me now. It's impossible in my mind for an adult not to see the connection between that. Not to understand that having a child or not wanting to be with your baby mother or divorcing your wife and leaving her and just paying alimony and child support is leaving a gap in our society of children who are no longer being raised. I mean, it's bad enough we have bullying and we have all these other things that distract our children from being great, but then we as parents and society mistreat them when they come home or mis or don't even send them to school. You know, there's a large number of children who just never go to school. And while we have truancy rules, I mean... What impact are we really showing in these child abuse cases? What impact are we really showing when shows like Teen Mom have, yes, reduced the number of children who are getting pregnant, but no school programs have arisen to replace the lack of knowledge that's clearly going on? I mean, 61% of children who have maltreatment cases and the leading reason for foster care entry is also a result of substance abuse. So then on top of not being good parents and not being prepared, then we have parents who choose drugs instead of their children. I mean, come on people, common sense alert. If you're not ready for the undertaking, get a dog, get a cat, get a gerbil, um, get a plant, learn to garden. Learn to do yoga. Don't have a child to fill an empty void in your space. And if you are going to have a child, be completely ready for what is coming. Some other countries and other places, their suggestion has been to have programs and systems. And I agree. If we're going to go into a licensing, you know, you can't just communistically stop people from having children like China. You have to give them options. You have to show them why being prepared to have a child is going to help them and the child in the future. Unless you want your child to end up like Dr. Phil, child, and cuss you out, stay with you until they're 47, having you take care of them, it's huge to have some type of discipline. It's huge to have some loving, nurturing um encouragement in your household but if you never had that as a kid how do you then translate that to children and while there's a school to prison pipeline there's also a child abuse to prison pipeline 14 percent of all men in prison and 30 percent 36 percent of all women in prison in the u.s were abused as children That's about twice the frequency seen in the general population. It's really super scary 
the fact that we're just neglecting our kids. We just don't care. And you can tell me that about this program and that program, but you cannot tell me in America we care about children. If we did, we could have never imagined putting children in cages at the border. Nor could we so dismissively have the amount of deaths we have in the child foster care system. It just resonates to me and every other young person that children are not a priority. The only real priority in America is money. People are not a priority. Their well-being is not a priority. To place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. Again, to place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. What's good, y'all? This is becoming one of my favorite parts of the episode when we get to review the TV show Roundup. All right, this week on TV show Roundup, we have Working Mom on Netflix. I've been waiting to watch this show. It's hilarious. This is a funny and realistic new series focusing on the struggle many mothers face when returning from maternity leave. It's also a deep dive into how society views motherhood, especially maternity leave. I've watched the first five episodes and I can honestly tell you, these ladies are hilarious. I especially love the lesbian interracial couple because I feel like it just brings another layer and a depth to the episode. And it really shows you that maternity leave, motherhood, postpartum depression have no bounds um, and that anyone can experience it. The series is filmed in Canada. The different couple dynamics, the unity of the mommy and me group, when the women meet to share and comfort one another, all give you just a source of awesomeness of an episode. So please check out this new series on Netflix called Working Mom. That's Working Mom and it's on Netflix. Bring It. This is a double dose for Bring It. Um, Bring It is featured on Lifetime Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week was a great episode that showed us more of the dollhouse. Miss D was in Atlanta this week, getting her third dollhouse in order. In the meantime, the B Squad worked to end their terrible 0-2 record. I mean, child, they need help. They need any type of help. Anybody could have got on the floor and helped them. This week, the DDPs also performed as a part of the Battle Squad. We got to see some dollhouse alum and Kayla and Sanjaya with... Uh, Cameron, who's about to graduate being the coach this week, as Ms. D was in Atlanta. I'm glad to see their growth and how they're being mentored by their male coach. I really feel like Coach Mack really has the best interest of the boys at heart, and I love seeing the boys and the B-Squad really improve and dig deep and want to do better. So tune in to Bring It Lifetime Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Rap Game, Lifetime, Thursdays at 10 p.m. The Rap Game this season is getting hot. The Rap Game has reached a fever pitch level as JD has decided to cut someone in week eight. It was Amaya from Miami. It was bittersweet for me, but I've kind of been feeling this way since week one. 
She hasn't been able to get things together. And as Nicki Minaj would say, if you ain't shitting, then get off the pot. She had eight weekends. She had eight weeks to get her confidence, energy, stamina, and consistency together. She was just lackluster and not ready to be on a public stage. I believe she could become an amazing songwriter, but in the meantime, she needs to focus on her confidence, memorizing of her lyrics and her raps. Um, it's great to be good in the booth and the studio, but you really need to be able to perform. And I love that that's what Dede explores in his 8 to 10 week boot camp is that he explores the part of hard work digging in that simply having a couple of cool hooks and flows won't sustain you in an entire career she's truly gifted though so I look forward to hearing more from Amaya next episode was the supernova episode because that episode was from last week so the current episode is a supernova episode which is this week's episode it's a music video week with season three winner Nova coming in, directed by legendary hip-hop filmmaker Benny Boom, who we've seen in past seasons. Tyler was really good. I felt Tyler Rain has everything that she needs. I honestly wish that JD could give out two chains because I think her, in addition to a couple other people this season, truly deserve a chain and they're ready for it. Was great as per her standards. Naya was okay. She's been holding back ever since she got sick two weeks ago. And I think that's just still weighing on her. I'm hopeful that she's going to take some time. Write some new lyrics. And be prepared for this final episode coming up. Sire was outstanding. He really came into his own during this. I was really impressed. I've been rooting for Sire since day one. I've been rooting for his mom. His entire team to me feels... Very slim shady, very throw up on your jacket, trailer park. They need this win. So Sire did really great. He took excellent direction. Um, he was attentive. He's really honing on his craft and his style of delivery. Um, Dustin, who's Eli's dad and his manager, has no managerial skills. So he's decided to rely on manipulation, which more or less shows the faith he has in the faith he has in his son's skills. That might be why Eli always works better with London, who unfortunately got sick after the video recording, but we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, he did adequate to me. I kind of felt like the lyrics were amazing, the delivery and the flow was missing a lot, but it obviously wasn't enough to keep him in the house. I'm sad to see him go, but it's really time to be honest with who's going to be on the top for the long haul. Um, it was really sad this week to see London have a grand mal seizure. Um, my own mother is going through medical things and it's hard. It is very hard when you're the one in your family who is set to be the breadwinner and the person who supports you the most in that gets sick. It feels like a part of your soul is missing and you'll never be able to repair it again. So I can totally relate to Taylor Rain and I'm just praying for you, honey, that things are going to work out. And that's going to be it for the TV show roundup. I have some awesome new shows for you guys. I need to write some notes on them. So stay tuned. And all of the information mentioned in this week's episode will be available. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm recording this pretty late at night before I go to work tomorrow. So forgive me. 
Um, all of the information, all of the links, all of the shows mentioned will be available on the Facebook page and Instagram page tonight and tomorrow. So I hope you check those out and deep, dive deep into some of the shows that I mentioned. Up next is our favorite, the Common Sense Review. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it's time for the Common Sense Review. I have an answer to our question of the week from episode two, Solid Standards. The question of last week was, why do women dress up and apply makeup? Listener Daniel, via DM on our Instagram page, Boston Bossy, said women dress up for men and or because they are insecure and feel the need to display themselves for others. Listener CR via email said, women dress up to feel beautiful as a form of self-expression and just to shine the beauty of within outside. I too agree with that statement, listener CR. Thank you so much for your comment. And thank you, Daniel, for your comment as well. I really appreciate you guys calling in, leaving messages. I hope that you continue to do so. That's why I make the questions of the week, so that we can have something fun and interactive to go over. Um, If you leave me a recorded message, I will be sure to add you into the show when I record. Um, Why do women dress up? I myself know that I put on makeup to enhance my natural beauty. I love how I look in the mirror. Sometimes I feel like I want a little zhuzh. A little extra, a little bit of something that just sparkles and shines. And I actually got into that as a young adult slash adult. Um, I wasn't a very girly girl when I was young. I was much more of a tomboy, much more into running and playing, reading books. Um, Now as a young woman, an adult woman, I'm getting more into my appearance and how I look in the mirror when I put clothes on. Um, but it's not for the opposite sex, certainly not, it's, it's for me, because I'm special, because I want to see something pretty, so, um, that's my response to the question of the week, but you can continue to answer it, and feel free to answer this week's question of the week, which is, do we value our black and brown women? I would love to know your thoughts on this, this, of course, for me, was, was sparked by the Jesse, the Jazzy Carrera case, um, recently that spans three different towns, uh, I'm sorry, three different states, Rhode Island, Delaware, and Boston. Um, so I'm interested in what you guys think. Real life issues. Disciplining your children does not need to be painful does not need to be done with anger or violence, but it does need to be done. And as Dr. Phil would say, you don't reward bad behavior. You don't negotiate with terrorists and you don't negotiate with children. You give them boundaries, you give them things that they need to do, and then you enforce them. You don't waver, you don't change. And in turn, you teach your child to respect authority at a young age. They don't have an issue with authority at an adult age. They don't have an issue with teaching their children authority and discipline at a young age because you did that for them. You know, the Bible has an amazing scripture, spare the rod and spoil the child. 
what that translates into when you don't discipline your children they are spoiled not just spoiled as in gimme 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 but spoiled as in not knowing that there's actions that there's consequences for their actions that every action has a reaction and they have to accept that when they do the action and that is the common sense review up next is my favorite tracks of the week Thank you so much for joining me on the Common Sense Review. Feel free to submit and give me any thoughts and questions that you have. You know how to hit us up. I will leave all of that information in the next segment. Thank you guys so much. Hold on for Tracks of the Week. Tracks of the week. One of my favorite tracks this week is Clones by Tierra Whack. I feel like this is such a fun, fun song. But as with everything that Tierra Whack does, it's simply amazing. My second song of the week is Way to the Show off of Solange's new album, The Way Home. What a beautiful piece of work. Similar very much to Seat at the table but completely different very more h-town influence so this entire record was amazing i had to pick my favorite and my favorite was way to the show again that's by solange leave me alone by flip de niro is steadily making it way its way up the charts i really like this tune it was kind of my vibe for this week with working on my overtime hours i just needed a little space and i kind of I, I track more to this song than Murder on My Mind, although I've seen the video for Murder on My Mind, and I can appreciate that kind of emo hip-hop, um, but I really gravitated toward Leave Me Alone by Flip De Niro this week. Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. All of her music is so intricate, and you really have to listen to it about four or five times to grasp it. Reminds me of Lord when she first came into the game. But um, again, Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. And if you go online um, on YouTube, you'll see some amazing videos by some great choreographers to this track. So it's a really fun track. And this has been Tracks of the Week. All the tracks of the week will be on all our social media pages here at Boston Bossy. Thanks for tuning in. To place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. Again, to place an ad with us here at Boston Bossy, email us at bostonbossy at outlook.com or call us at 617-725-2617. So in today's theme was parental parameters and just a couple of takeaways as you guys go into the week. Um, what can we as a society do to better prepare people to raise children? Um, I think it's so last minute after the fact to try to make children's lives better after they're here. When I think it's on us as a society, as a communities. 
as grandparents, aunties, cousins to make that change for children. Um, I want to also follow up on our question of the week. Remind you guys that our question of the week is, do we value black and brown women? Again, the question of the week is, do we value black and brown women? And you can hit hit us up on all of our social media, as well as bostonbossy at outlook.com, or you can call in and respond at 617-725-2617. Again, the number is 617-725-2617. I look forward to hearing your responses, both to the question of the week and today's topic of the week um parental parameters was a really interesting piece that i'm doing and i also plan on making it a part of a larger series um of course i want to get a motherhood and a fatherhood perspective um and kind of mesh them all into one so i hope that you guys will give me awesome feedback to add to next week's show Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Boston Bossy and listening to our episode. We thank you so much. If you'd like to advertise with us, please follow up with us on social media or Boston Bossy at Outlook.com. I just want to thank each and every person that listens. This means a whole bunch to me. I'm trying something new and I just want to thank you guys so much for joining me on this crazy journey. Look forward to next week when we'll be talking about Mm, I'm going to keep that a surprise for you guys because I want to see how your feedback goes on the question of the week this week. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to sit with you guys and talk, laugh and communicate some more.